0: You're listening to the Option Alpha Podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Duplusses.
1: Hey everyone, this is Kirk here again at OptionAlpha.com, working every single week to make this the most popular investing podcast offered in iTunes and online because it's based on one thing and one thing only. And that's helping you make smarter trades. So again, thanks so much for tuning in today. For everyone who has had a chance to post a review to iTunes, thank you so much. We've had so many new people subscribe and the downloads are just getting bigger and bigger every time we release a new episode. So if you're a longtime subscriber and you've listened to a couple episodes, but you haven't yet posted a review in iTunes, please go ahead and do that. Help us spread the word about what we're trying to do here, kind of closing the gap here in the financial markets with options trading. Uh, with a lot of education and knowledge and case studies and interviews. Uh, So again, we've had a lot of great feedback, but if you don't have or haven't posted it to iTunes yet, please do that for us. So today we've got a really cool episode on sharing my seven top tips to help you save time trading options while working a day job and it really comes out of my own necessity. So. Everyone knows that about a year and a half ago, our daughter was born. It's our first girl, first child that we had. And since I'm trading at home, I was able to stay at home and watch my daughter. So after my wife left on maternity leave and she was done with that, she went back to work I was stuck staying at home or not stuck. I like being at home with her, but it's changed the whole dynamic of how I have to trade. I don't have a lot of time during the day to kind of whimsically go through and look at charts and then not look at charts or do whatever. I've got to be really, really productive with the time that I have because when she goes down for a nap in the morning or in the afternoon, I've got to be on it all morning in that kind of one or two hour time block to get everything I need to get done. And so I need to be more efficient. But that also means that as I'm kind of dealing with her and chasing her around the house and she's really crazy at this point running around and screaming all the time that I also need to set some other kind of things in place that allow me to be a little bit more efficient and save time throughout the trading day. So my hope is that this helps you as well whether you're at home with kids or whether you're working a full-time job and you just don't have as much time to actually you know, go and look at different charts and screens and all that stuff throughout the trading day. So Before we get into these top things though, I want to share with you, we just released a brand new guide, something that people have been asking for for a long time and it took me a couple days of pretty much all night work to go ahead and get this guide together, but it's an eight-week fast track options hacking guide. I know that's a mouthful, right? It's eight weeks of step-by-step, week-by-week tutorials and case studies and podcasts and our most popular posts from the blog that you can use to help hack your way through the learning curve that is the options trading environment, career, business, whatever you want to call it. So all you have to do to download it, it's 100% free. You don't have to be a member to download it. You can download it 100% free by going to optionalpha.com slash fast track, so F-A-S-T-T-R-A-C-K. Fast track. So optionalpha.com slash FastTrack. I'll put a link in the show notes for this show which is optionalpha.com slash show21. Just the number 21, you can download it there again as well but it's a really great guide. It gives you step-by-step every single week what you should be learning and hopefully it's going to answer a lot of questions like where do I start? What do I learn? What do I focus on first? And that's why I put this together. It took me a long time to put it together, but now that it's done, I've had raving reviews from the people who have kind of tested it out for me before I'm releasing it kind of publicly here. All right, so let's get into these top seven tips that I have. The first tip that I have is you've got to use contingent orders. And this may seem like kind of a no brainer, right? That most of us, when we make trades, we place trades in the market and we just, you know, place an order and it's just working for the day. And if it, doesn't hit or doesn't fill, then we go back in the next day and we place another trade. But sometimes if you don't have the luxury of being able to place trades live when the market's working, you can use a lot of different contingent orders to place those trades once certain thresholds are hit. So for example, most of us place what's called a single order where we just place it and it goes into the market, but you can actually place a sequence of trades. So you can place trades in a sequence where if one trade gets filled, then execute the order for the next trade. So the way that I will use this a lot in my own trading is that if I enter a new trade, so let's say I enter a credit spread and I take in $100 credit, I will then trigger automatically with that new trade my closing kind of targeted trade exit at the same time. So I'll enter a sequence of trades that says, Hey, if this trade gets filled, if I get filled on this entry trade for this credit spread and I now want to take in $100, maybe I'll exit the trade when I've made 50 or 60% of that potential gain. And so that trade will automatically go in as a sequence. It'll go in kind of as a pair inside of my broker platform so that I don't have to worry about that closing order. I don't have to remember to go back in and place that closing trade order later on. So sequence trades are really, really good good ideas to use and helps you save time and also basically automates your exiting process for trades which is really good too because that removes your emotion out of the game. Another really cool contingent order is a one cancels other trade, so an OCO. So what this means is that you can place two trades at the exact same time in the market. So let's say you want to go long in Apple and you want to go long in Twitter. But in this case, you only want to make one of those trades. So as soon as one trade fills, the other trade will get canceled. So if you're looking at maybe two different trades, you don't care which one you get into but you just want to get into one of them. You can put in a trade order that's an OCO, so one cancels other. Which means that when one trade gets filled, it will automatically cancel the other trade. So, this is really good because, like the night before or even the morning before the market opens, you can go in and place a couple of these OCO trades all over the place. So, you can place them on either side of the market, you can place them on two different securities, and you can use that to your advantage to get some trades in the market without getting over allocated. So, I know that. A big fear with everyone who places contingent orders is, well, what happens if all the orders get filled, right? And this is a great way to do that is with an OCO trade. Now the last way you can do contingent orders is definitely for alerts. So there's a really, really great way that you can set up alerts inside of your broker platform. Now I use Thinkorswim, that's the one that I suggest, and inside Thinkorswim you can actually set up alerts. For a option trade to be exited once the underlying stock hits a certain price target. Okay, so let me say that again. So you can actually set up a trade and a and an order inside your broker platform for an option trade to be executed only if the stock hits a certain price level. So right now I'm just looking at Apple because it happens to be on my screen, it's trading about 127, 128 or so. I can place an order that says, okay, if I have a strategy that's currently working. If Apple goes down to, let's say, 120 so it goes down 7 or $8, then place this trade into the market. Now, I know a lot of guys who will use this in the sense of buying protection for a possible sell-off. So most people get really concerned when they're working a job and they can't really watch the market that what happens if the market starts selling off? Well, in this instance, you could basically use a price target to buy protection for your portfolio in case the market sells off by a certain percentage. So if Apple goes down to 120, then buy a debit put spread and that might help hedge your position in Apple if Apple goes below 120. So you might be comfortable leaving Apple on today, maybe a $7, $8 range, but if it really starts getting bad for some reason, then buy a debit put spread protect your portfolio and it happens automatically with these contingent orders. Okay, So really, really good tips on using these orders. They're definitely a little bit difficult to set up at first. We've got some awesome tutorials inside of the membership area at optionalpha.com that you can sign up for completely 100 percent free to go through those tutorials. We walk you through step by step all kinds of different contingent orders that you can use, but I would get very familiar with these because they do help save a lot of time and more importantly a lot of anxiety as you go throughout the trading day. Alright, so number two hit number two here is we've got to have a smaller watch list. Now you guys know that I'm a huge fan of trading really, really liquid options and stocks. You've got to have a liquid market to trade, or the cost of slippage just in the bid-ask spread it will kill you over the course of a year. So This is actually a point that I want to make that's actually kind of double-sided. It works to your advantage two different ways. One, trading a watch list that's only comprised of liquid options is just good overall for your portfolio and better for your profit and loss at the end of the year. You lose less money in slippage trading liquid products. But number two is with a smaller watch list, there's less things to look at. So if you have a fairly small watch list, even 40 or 50 securities that you look at, that's a pretty small watch list to kind of glance over. That makes your life a lot easier during the day. You don't have to monitor two or 300 different securities. You're only looking at kind of your top you know, 40 or 50 stocks that you trade or ETFs that you trade. So definitely having a smaller watch list is going to save you a ton of time. Number three is, again, create price alerts. I always create price alerts which are separate from contingent orders for different stocks that I have big positions in. So for example, if we've got a big position right now in USO, maybe I'll want to create a price alert to let me know if USO drops by 2% today or any day in the future. I can just keep that alert going every single day and and let me know via email or text. You can set up these alerts to let you know via text or email if that underlying stock drops by a certain percent in one day or rises by a certain percent in one day. So again, these are different than contingent orders where we're actually not placing a trade, but I just want to be made aware if something really, really crazy happens in a big position that I have. So creating these price alerts again very very important to save you time and then you don't have to worry about looking at it every single day or morning or hour to see if it dropped the market will let you know your broker platform will let you know if something is important enough for you to come back and take a look at it. All right, so number 4 is you've got to master mobile trading. Now I'm going to start throwing out inside of the membership area a bunch of tutorials on how to do mobile trading and how it kind of works. But if you haven't had a chance to download your broker platform's mobile trading app or iPad or iPhone app, Android app, please do so today. One of the best things that I did when I got started trading with my mobile phone is I would sit there with my mobile phone in hand and my desktop computer. And as I was making trades on my desktop, I would actually route the trade through my mobile phone. So I'd set them up on my computer where I'm comfortable seeing them, but then I would actually go in and route that trade, create that trade again in my mobile phone all over again. And this is a really good technique because it not only teaches you how your broker platform uses you know, kind of the interface that it has and how the pricing is laid out, how the different contract months and strike prices are laid out. But it also acts as a check to yourself to make sure that you're not doing something wrong because you got your platform and your desktop right there in front of you. You're just actually making the trade through your mobile phone. But here's the thing: I've made trades changing diapers. Maybe that's a tweetable. Okay, I've made trade. I've made trades changing diapers. I, I honestly, I'd like to know what you guys have made trades. If you're trading mobile, let me know in the comment box in the show notes. OptionAlpha.com/show21. What's the craziest? thing you've been doing that you also made a trade on. Keep it PG rated, of course, but what's the craziest thing you've been doing when you made a trade? I've been changing stinky, poopy diapers and have made trades, gotten into and out of things. But it's all because I've mastered the ability to trade on my mobile device. That means that I'm not tied down to just my desktop computer. So that's probably one of the biggest tips I can give you is master that mobile device. Use it in conjunction with your desktop to begin with and that helps you kind of through the learning curve. All right, so the next point here, number five, is that we've got to reduce the amount of information that we're taking in in the morning. Now, this is really a no-brainer, and we've covered it so many times, but either cut off the news or reduce the news to just headlines. There's no reason in this business that you should need to know what's happening all over the market, all over the world. Unless you have a position in a stock that's announcing earnings, that's an important thing that you need to be aware of. Nothing else really matters because we can't predict the next black swan event. We don't know when it's coming. Okay, You have to be aware of things like when the Fed announces you know, its interest rate decision, GDP, employment numbers. Okay, It's good to know about that stuff but you can read all that stuff in headlines. One of the best websites that I use just to glance through headlines is finviz.com. F-I-N-Z-I, or F-I-N-V-I-Z.com. It's really easy because in the market watch section, all they have is headlines. I don't need to read the article, I can just quickly go through all the headlines that morning. So My suggestion is to you, save time in the day, don't read a lot of articles, don't read the news, don't read a newspaper, just glance over the headlines, have a good idea of what's going on, make sure that you're just aware of the market situation that you're in, what's happening maybe that day that's really, really important for the overall market, but after that just move on. You don't really need to to worry about it that much. Number six is you've got to map out earnings in advance. So if you are a trader that also trades earnings, so this is really for traders who trade earnings and throughout that earnings season, if you work a day job, go ahead and use your platform to map out the trades that you want to make in advance. So one of the things I'll do kind of the week before we get into a trading week is I will lay out that Saturday or Sunday night all of the different earnings trades that I want to make that week and all I'm doing is I'm just writing them down on a you know scratch pad piece of paper. I'm just saying, okay, you know, Baidu is announcing Friday and Facebook is announcing Wednesday, whatever it is. But I'm going through and I'm just kind of pre-planning that out. That saves me so much time because during the day when I have my daughter here with me and she's going crazy and it's right before the end of the day, I want to be able just to go right to my platform, type in the ticker symbols of the stocks I know I want to trade and see if there's a possible trading opportunity there. So often I hear people say, I don't have time to sift through all these earnings during the day. Well, don't sift through them during the day, sift through them the week before. Figure out which ones might have great liquidity, which ones might have good pricing the week before. See if that's something you want to come back to that day that they're announcing earnings. So that's a really key tip and it saved me so much time doing that in advance. I just map it out on Saturday or Sunday before. All right, so the last tip here is that you have to be a trader. During the morning and afternoon sessions. I mean, that's honestly when most of the activity happens anyway. It's right when the market opens up, people are pricing in information from overnight. And then before the market closes in the afternoon, then people are starting to either get into or out of positions for the overnight session. So I find that most of the trading, most of the liquidity and action happens in the morning and afternoon sessions. And so this actually works out to our advantage because if you're working a job, a day job, you don't need to be monitoring positions all the way throughout the day. Not every 30 minutes, definitely not every hour. So what I will do personally and most of you who are members will see this because most of the trading alerts that I send out are usually either in the morning or in the afternoon. But most of the time, I'll come in in the morning. I'll double-check all my positions, I'll wait till the market opens, see what's moving, see if I need to make adjustments from the day before or enter new trades that have kind of popped up on my watch list. And then from that point on, I'm leaving the market for the remainder of the day. I'm going, I'm taking care of my daughter, we're doing things here, we're having lunch, putting her down for a nap, I'm helping other members with support questions and questions that they have with coaching students. And then I'll come back to the markets during the afternoon session and again, review my positions really quickly, see what's moved since the morning, see if there's anything new coming up, any new earnings trades I potentially might want to get into and make all those trades in the afternoon. Be very efficient, come into the market, do what you need to do and then get yourself out of there. Because the more you sit there and watch the screen and watch every little tick happen, the more you're going to get pulled into the emotion of the market. And you're going to start thinking, you know, oh, it's going up and it's going down and this is moving and it's rallying and right before the close, yada, yada. And it's really meaningless, right? You want to just get in, make your adjustments if you need to make adjustments, close out trades, enter new trades, whatever you need to do, and then get out of there. So you have to be a morning and afternoon session trader. All right, so we've gone over seven really good tips. Again, just to recap, you got to use contingent orders. You have to have a smaller watch list. Use price alerts for some of your bigger positions. You got to master mobile trading, that's a must. You got to cut down on the news intake or the market intake, the media intake that you have or just cut it out completely. You got to map out earnings in advance, I like to do it the week before. And then finally, you've got to try to be a morning and afternoon session trader. Now, again, this isn't going to come really easy to everyone. It's going to be really hard to implement some of these things. But I guarantee if you start implementing these things, they will snowball on top of one another and you'll start to find that you can really trade options while working a day job. You don't need to be in front of the computer screen making thousands of trades every single day. Believe me, now my job is my daughter, right? She's the full-time boss, right? She tells me what to do and She's got me running all over the house and and those of you who have kids know exactly what I mean, okay? So I don't have time to go in here and sit in front of the screen every single day, but I still find ways to do it very efficiently and I have a process in place that I use that I follow every single day. All right, so let's get into the closing bell.
0: Now, the closing bell. Find out which stocks we're looking at right now, trades we're making, and hear our game plan moving forward. Moving forward.
1: All right, so in today's closing bell, I want to talk about actually a calendar trade that we are doing or just did because the order just went in for Facebook. So it's just past Facebook's earnings. So Facebook announced earnings just a couple days ago and as we kind of head towards the end of the week here, it is the 13th of February at the time of this recording. And so as we head towards the end of the week, Facebook's implied volatility has been really, really low. So after earnings, we saw that implied volatility crush. We actually made a trade on Facebook that took advantage of that. Now we want to start trading Facebook the other direction volatility wise. So now implied volatility is down in the third percentile, which means that almost 97% of the time it could be higher than it is over the last year right now. And so we want to take advantage of that and one of the strategies that you can use to take advantage of stocks that have really low implied volatility are calendar spreads. So in this case with Facebook, we're going to do a directional calendar spread because I'm a little bullish on Facebook. I think it's had earnings and it's kind of dipped just a little bit and I think it could head up towards around the $80 range. But I'm going to be a little bit directional in how I set this calendar up, but the key here is that my strategy selection is in line with what the market situation is. I'm not trying to do an iron condor here where you sell options because option pricing is really cheap. Implied volatility for Facebook is really, really cheap right now. So I need to mimic that cheap implied volatility with a strategy that takes advantage of higher implied volatility in the future. So, in that case, we're going to do a call calendar spread in Facebook. Now, since we're in February and we're kind of nearing expiration, which is coming up next week, we wanted to do a calendar spread that's across March and April. So we're going to go ahead and do a calendar spread that's a March-April calendar spread. Now remember, with calendar spreads, what we're doing is targeting one particular price point. In this case, we're targeting the 80 strike call options which are above where Facebook is trading right now. So Facebook is trading down in the mid 70s and so we're targeting the 80 call options above where Facebook is trading. With a calendar spread, we're going to sell that front month contract which is the March 80 calls. In this case, we take in a $75 credit for selling those March 80 calls. And at the same time, we're going to go out to the next contract month. So we're going to go out to April now and we're going to buy the 80 calls in April. So we are selling the March 80 calls and we're buying the April 80 calls. So we are crossing over that calendar month. The 80 calls in April cost us $1.43. So the net difference between what we took in on the March 80 calls that we sold. And what the 80 calls in April cost us is a $68 debit on this trade. So that is our max risk on this trade as we get through the first expiration. We cannot lose more than $68 on this trade. Now, at this particular moment, that means basically using our analyze tab inside Thinkorswim, that we can see if Facebook lands somewhere between 79 and 81 somewhere in that range so it only needs to go up a couple dollars. We actually stand to make about $100 dollars on this trade. So risk reward wise, we are taking very little risk and have a very good upside potential here for Facebook over the next month. Now what I love about calendars is that we can play them a little bit directional like we just did and we just talked about. but it also gives us a very wide break even point. So in this particular calendar spread trade that we're making in Facebook, The stock right now is trading around 75. Our break even points are between 76 and 84. So what that means is that Facebook only needs to trade between 76 and 84 between now and March expiration and we'll make money. We obviously make the most money if it stays right around 80. That's the peak of our calendar spread. That's where we make about $150 on this trade but all we need is about a dollar move up in Facebook. Or for implied volatility to expand in Facebook, which w- could also help this position as well. Okay, so again, what we're doing in Facebook is we're trading a directional calendar spread. We're doing the calendar spread because implied volatility is very low in Facebook after earnings, and we're just doing it a little bit directional just because we think Facebook might rally here in the next, you know, kind of two or three weeks here. So we're only looking, you know, to maybe make about forty or fifty cents on this trade, so forty or fifty dollars, which is about 75 to 80% return on our capital but it's a very low uh cost trade you can do it in almost any brokerage account that you have and it's a very small trade for practically anybody to get into so it's a very great trade for or a very good trade if you're a newbie or a beginner in options trading you're only going to put up $68 of risk and you got a fairly good chance of making some money in Facebook.
0: Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything. Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at optionalpha.com.
1: All right. So I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and got at least one thing out of it, again, that you can apply right now to make you a smarter, more profitable trader and investor. And I think for me, I hope that you got out of this show just maybe one tip that you can use to start trading options even if you're still working a day job. Maybe one strategy to make you more efficient as you go throughout the week. Now, as always, you can find additional show comments, any mentioned links, or videos we talked about today by going to optionalpha.com slash show 21. Again, that's optionalpha.com slash show 21, just the number 21. And until next time, happy trading.